Hi there, and welcome to the Simply Living for Him podcast. I'm Karen DeBuse from Simply Living for Him. Thank you for joining me for another episode of this podcast. On the Simply Living for Him podcast, I talk about all things simple, whether it's life out here on our little hobby farm or homeschooling or just talk about my faith and my love for Jesus, right? So today I wanted to talk about living more simply and how we can do that with our eyes fixed on Jesus. Of course, many of you know I just returned from our Simply Living for Him women's retreat out in Gettysburg, Pennsylvania this past weekend. And I'm still a little bit in my retreat bliss mode. Do you know what I mean? Like when you have just such an amazing experience and you come home and you're just like, oh, everything feels so good and, um, you know, tons of stress behind me. Not that the retreat was really that stressful putting it together, but of course, whenever there's a big event that you are in charge of and you are running, there is a certain amount of stress and tension. So that's behind and really, truly, I don't think I could have asked for a better weekend. I went into it hoping that it would be as good as our retreat last year, um, if not better, and it exceeded my expectations. Nothing went wrong, everything went smoothly, and besides all of that practical and logistical stuff, it just was an amazing time of women from all different areas of life, from all different locations, Um, coming together. Some knew each other, some didn't, but women coming together for one common purpose, and that was to seek Jesus. So when we came home from that, I was feeling just, you know, high, 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 and excited and blissful. And now the real world is starting to creep back in. Our schedule is a little bit out of whack for the next three weeks with camps and things like that. You know, who's running who where, carpooling, the busy stuff. And it's so easy to come out of a uh, an event like that where you're sort of just immersed in Jesus for two days. You don't really have to think about the outside world. And then all of a sudden, you know, you're back in it. And all of a sudden, it's like that wonderful, blissful feeling, eyes on Jesus, starts to sort of fade away. And uh, everyday life is calling. But I really want to talk today about how we can live sort of the opposite way, how we can let the things of this world fade and have that, um, that time of our eyes fixed on Jesus be all the time and not just when we're on a women's retreat or you know, a time away such as that. So like I said, coming home, it was um, really easy to just fix my eyes on Jesus while I was on the weekend because I literally had to. I mean, I talk about this walking on water um, uh, aspect of the whole thing. You know, I really had to keep my eyes on Jesus. I truly believe that God had called me to this retreat. I truly believed while I was doing it, I could only do it in his strength, you know, because who am I to do this? I'm not an event planner. I'm not a professional retreat maker. I mean, this was just little me with this big idea. And it was truly 
only seen to come to fruition because I feel that God led me to do it and let me do it in his strength. So many times leading up to the event, I did want to take my eyes off Jesus because I would get stressed or nervous or put my eyes on the circumstances. And how fitting, because the theme for the whole weekend was turn your eyes upon Jesus. So I just wanted to sort of talk about an extension of that here on the podcast today. I know if you follow me along on social media, you've seen probably way too much posts about the retreat. I apologize for that, but I'm sorry when you go through something that is just so wonderful, you can't help but share that. So, um, you know, coming home, the life started to get in the way or, or life started to happen. I shouldn't say get in the way. It was just doing what it's supposed to do, life happening. Um, and immediately we were home Saturday, Sunday, we were thrown into things that we needed to do at church, getting ready for our church camp. And, you know, I started to feel like, oh, that retreat bliss is fading away. All the things that we talked about on the retreat, we talked about this. We said, we're going to leave this place and the, the world is going to start calling at us and we want to keep our eyes fixed on Jesus and how do we do that and walk in it and stay in it because it's very easy to walk in it when you're away for the weekend and immersed in Jesus with other women for two days but the hard time comes when you're home and you want to truly practice what you preach. It's like where the rubber meets the road. It's one thing to, you know, be in the word and to be like, yes, yes, I want to do this and eyes on Jesus. And then as soon as our circumstances happen, we take our eyes off. And just like in that passage in the Bible where Peter walks on water and he sinks when he takes his eyes off of Jesus and puts his eyes on the wind, the storm, the circumstances around him. And that is exactly what can happen to us. So today, let's focus on walking in it and how we can truly live a life with our eyes fixed on Jesus and how we can have them stay there. And what does the cross really mean to us? How can we live a cross-centered life? Because having our eyes fixed on Jesus really means living out a cross-centered life. That means everything you do, all the decisions you make, all the things that you do on a daily basis or long-term basis is all an overflow of your relationship with Jesus. And when your eyes are fixed on God, your eyes are fixed on that cross, everything else is secondary. We talked a lot on the ladies retreat about how as Christians, we are not supposed to be living, you know, with one foot in both worlds and living like, um, you know, we want to do this, 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 and this. And then on Sunday, we'll add in a little bit of Jesus, just to sort of put it as the icing on the cake. No, it is completely the opposite. We live for Jesus. We live for God. We put our eyes on that cross. We think about the cross and what does the cross mean to us and how do we have it at the center of our life so that everything we do from uh, flows out from that cross. Really, think about it. So many of us want to figure out how to make decisions. What is the best thing to do? Am I in God's will for my life? So what do we do? We overthink it. We'll pray about it, but we'll, then we'll overthink it. And we'll make a list of pros and cons, and we'll kind of figure out what's the best thing to do instead of just merely going to God first. And you know, it's actually what I said to the ladies at the beginning of the retreat. I said to them on the first night, 
I wanted them to come to this retreat with no expectations. So many times we approach things in life with our expectation and then we want God to confirm it or give us a sign or show us that that's the right thing. And I told them to leave their expectations at the door. I told them, just come to this weekend without an agenda except to know God more. I said, sometimes you come on these retreats and you might have something going on at home, family issues, marital issues, job issues, whatever it is, whatever circumstance you're in at that moment. And you're sort of seeking answers about your life or you're sort of, you know, struggling and maybe asking the Lord to show you different things to help you. And so you'll come to a, an event like this with that in mind, thinking, all right, Lord, you're going to speak to me through the speaker or the word or whatever it is this weekend, things might happen, and that's going to show me about this situation. But I said to these women, guess what? Maybe the Lord just wants you here this weekend so that you can know him more. Because truly, the more we know him, the easier it will be to deal with all those other things. We don't have to come seeking necessarily a specific answer. We just need to come seeking God. And that is truly how we can keep our eyes on Jesus and how we can live a cross-centered life. If we purpose for our lives and our purpose in our life to be to know Him more, and everything else falls into place, right? It's Matthew 6, Seek him first and all of these things will be given to you. Seek him first and then you can deal with the marital issues. Seek him first and then you can deal with the family issues or the workplace issues or whatever issues you are having. The more we know him, the more we want to get closer to him, the easier it will be to discern all those other things. See, I think sometimes we have it backwards. We think we have all these issues that we need to handle, and we're going to add God into that, and God's going to show us the way. What if we just merely opened our Bible in the morning and read our verses for the day or our chapter or our book or whatever you read in the morning? merely for the purpose of looking at it and saying, what does this have to tell me about God today? What does the scripture teach me about who he is? What does the scripture teach me about Jesus? Instead of looking at it and saying, what does this mean for me in my life? Because it's not that that's not important. We want to apply it to our life. But if we seek to know him more and to understand Jesus more, then we will be able to have the wisdom to apply it to our life. Do you see if we just kind of change our perspective for a bit, not saying that we don't want to apply these things to our life, but the very first reason that we should be looking at a scripture, reading our Bible, and being in the Word is because we want to know God more. I truly believe that. The more we know Him, then the more we will know about ourselves because our identity is in Him first. Isn't that a beautiful thing? So if we want to have a cross-centered life, if we want to keep our eyes fixed on Jesus, there are certain things that we need to do daily if we want to really 
fix our eyes on him and not take them off of him and put them on the circumstances around us so that we sink. If we want to really walk on that water with our eyes fixed on him, we need to be number one in our word and not filling our mind with what other people say about the word or what the internet says or about the new greatest latest Bible study and not that those things aren't good in and of themselves. But if we want to fix our eyes on Jesus, then we need to fix our eyes on the Word. And sometimes we need the help of other people, Bible teachers, or, um, you know, there's different resources out there. But that is not to take place of the Word in and of itself. Because if we want to learn about Him, He's right there waiting for us to open His Word and reveal himself to us. So I believe if we want to live a cross-centered life, if we want to keep our eyes fixed on Jesus, we need to know him more in the word, number one. We must do that every single day, and the more we do it, the more we can't not do it, if you know what I mean, like where I talk about in my Bible challenge, how I used to sort of force myself to read the word in the morning, and now I can't ever not read it in the morning because it's become part of me and who I am. And the more we read his word, truly the more we thirst for it, the more we will want to know more about our God. So being in the word is absolutely imperative. Number one thing to keep our eyes fixed on Jesus and not the circumstances that swirl around us. Not saying that those circumstances don't need to be dealt with and they're not important, but in order to equip us to deal with them, filling up on the wisdom of God's word rather than the knowledge of man or the knowledge of the world is so important. And the next thing to keep our eyes fixed on Jesus would be to pray, to be in communication with God. Get together with other ladies and pray. Get together with your husband and pray. Get together with your kids and pray. Pray as a family. Pray by yourself, but pray. Immerse yourself in the word and prayer daily because those things are going to totally keep your eyes fixed on Jesus and not necessarily on the worldly things that are clamoring for our attention daily. You know, before you go onto that internet, when it when it's ready to sort of pull you into all these worldly ideals, pray, pray. Just ask the Lord to help you discern. You know, you can be. Con- it tells us in the Bible, pray without ceasing. You can be constantly in communication with God. How amazing and awesome is that? Sometimes you can't get your girlfriend on the phone. You know, there's so many times where I'm trying to text Steve and I'm like, answer me answer me and I'm texting him and I'm waiting for that answer or just today as a matter of fact I'm texting my daughter while she's at day camp and I know she's not supposed to use her phone and that's what she's doing the right thing she's not answering me but I really wanted to ask her how her little brother was doing (laughs) so I'm texting her and texting her she's not answering me and it feels like forever while I'm waiting for that answer guess what you don't have to wait for God he is always right there and his word is right there. And the more you read it, the more it's in your mind and you can memorize it. And you don't have to say, well, I didn't have a Bible with me. First of all, if we all carry our cell phone around, we can have a Bible with us at any moment. And um, we 
the more we are reading his word, the more we fill our mind with everything that's true and lovely and praiseworthy and excellent. And the more our thoughts will be transformed to be more like him. So eyes on him by reading the word, by praying, and then have girlfriends that help you you know, that help hold you accountable, that you can really reach out to in a real and authentic way. I'm not talking about the girlfriends you feel like you need to put up a front in front of, or the girlfriends that you, you know, feel like you can't be honest with. If you have girlfriends in your life that are good, solid Christian women that you can really, really be 100% authentic and real with, that is a blessing. And that's what we found this weekend at the Simply Living for Him retreat. All of us were there, different ages, different stages of life, different seasons of life. We came from different states. We had a woman come all the way from California. The retreat was in Pennsylvania. We had people coming from all different states on the East Coast. And we were there with one common thread, and that was Jesus. And there's a, a beautiful thing that happens when women sort of let all that other stuff fade away, that worldly stuff fade away into the background, and just solely fix their eyes on their common purpose of Jesus. And all of a sudden, it was like we would be chatting away and talking and, um, you know, having some prayer together and and you would hear someone else talking about their life and, and, you know, everybody could relate in some way. And with that common thread of Jesus, all of that yucky, worldly, you know, women drama stuff, that didn't exist. It was all of that good, real, authentic, nitty gritty stuff where you could really open up and talk and pray with each other without judgment. Because guess what? We are all flawed. We are all, you know, just trying to live this life with Jesus in control. And so many of us fail daily. My hand is raised up high. You know, I talked about that a lot this weekend too, that I want to be real with people. I want them to know that I have struggles. You know, I get emails. I wrote about this on Facebook yesterday and say, you know, I don't feel like I'm a good enough Christian and you have it all together. <laughs> I do not have it all together, but God holds me together. And sometimes it's just by a, a thread, a very slender thread. And he's got to wrap me up tight or I do fall apart. So no, never think that someone else has it all together. We are all doing the same thing here. We all have a story. We all have a backstory. I come from a painful past that I don't share openly all over the internet because it's personal and private and painful. And, you know, you don't see that. So when you look at the internet, you think, wow, you know, she has it all together. No, that's why I do what I do. So we can encourage each other to let God hold us together. So never think that someone else is a, I use this word loosely with quotes, you know, better Christian than you. That is a lie straight from Satan right? That, oh, so-and-so is doing it better than me. We are all on a different journey. We all have a unique purpose that God has created us for him, right? He's created us for himself, for his glory. And our purpose is to let him be glorified in our lives. And sometimes that comes from a struggle where that we overcome and we get closer to him. And it has nothing to do with um, competing against each other. So if we want to keep our eyes fixed on Jesus, the worldly things of this world will fade away. 
the more we live purposefully every single day with our eyes fixed on Jesus and on the cross. I talked this weekend too about the cross, like really living a cross-centered life through prayer and, you know, relationships with other women and being in the word and all that, and really focusing on the cross. Let's not diminish the work of Jesus on the cross because we do. We look at it sometimes warm and fuzzy and, you know, oh, God loves me and he's so good and, and the cross and we wear a cross around our neck and we put one in our homes. And yes, those things are all lovely and beautiful and the cross is beautiful and lovely, but it was also a place of horrific events. But because of that, we were saved. And do you remember what you were saved from? We talked this weekend about turning away from our past, turning away from the things of this world. Sometimes we need to remember where we've been to remember how beautiful it is that we are saved and what Jesus has done and never diminish the work that was on that cross. It's a beautiful work, yet it had an ugly work to get there. And we don't want to diminish that. So eyes on the cross, eyes on Jesus. Get in your word. Purpose to know him more. If the word seems difficult to you and you look at it and you say, oh, I don't get it. I don't know. This is hard. Just keep reading. The God who created those words and wants to speak to you is going to speak to you. Just keep reading. Don't stop. Don't get discouraged. And if you do get discouraged, go and tell someone. Because you know what? When you don't admit that and you think, well, I don't want to look like a bad Christian, that's Satan. But if you admit it freely and say, hey, I need help, and then and you go to people, that's a beautiful, freeing thing. And first and foremost, ask God for help. Say, Lord, this is difficult, but I'm going to read anyway because I want to know you. I know that you saved me on that cross, and I am going to know you more. Even if it's hard, reveal yourself to me, Lord. And he will. He's not going to look at you and say, mm, no, not today. <laughs> no, that's my daughter on the text when she doesn't answer me, right? God's not going to do that. He's not going to say, no, I'm not revealing myself to you. He's there waiting. So go to him. Remember that life is about so much more than all the little details that we make so important. Yes, those things are important, but nothing matters more than knowing God. So get in the word, pray, and purpose to know him more. And that is how you will truly, truly keep your eyes fixed on him. And then I think a result of that is living a more simple life. The more you want Jesus, the less you desire the things of this world. The easier it becomes to live more simply. Because all of a sudden, you don't really need all these other things to fill your voids in life. Or you know that they're, they're good. Like, you know, there are certain things we enjoy. Hey, I enjoy my chickens. I enjoy my little farm life out here. I enjoy stuff. But I have come to realize that the blessing is not in those things alone. The blessing is in seeing God in everything, knowing that God has given us the things he has and using them for a purpose. So that kind of weeds out a lot of the extra clutter and stuff because if it's not purpose purposeful and you really realize it's not a blessing, it's more of a burden, then you can weed out a lot of the junk that's cluttering up your life. So I would encourage you 
to do all those things. If you want to keep your eyes fixed on Jesus, if you want to know more about our retreat this past weekend, just go over to the blog. I've written about it a couple of times. Um, We are working on dates already for next year because this is an event that has just been beyond what I could have imagined. I went into this retreat saying actually this year to myself that there wasn't going to be another retreat. I sort of had decided in my mind, this is a lot of work. It gets a little bit stressful. I don't know if I can do this. You know, all the things with me putting my eyes on the circumstances and not on Jesus and sort of being like, okay, I'll probably not do this again unless the Lord really shows me that my purpose in life is to do another one of these. That is it. Well, the weekend was over and I knew without a doubt that I will do this again. Every little piece of worldly stress that I put into that retreat was far beyond worth it. It wasn't even in compare to the blessings. And and that is, you know, really looking at it as those tangible things sometimes that stress us out or tangible things that we think are blessings. This retreat was about so much more than tangible blessings. There's nothing I could put my hand around to say, look, this is what I got out of this retreat. But it was the spiritual things. It was knowing God more through the works that he did, mostly seeing Jesus in every one of those ladies' faces and knowing that we all were there because we love Jesus and we want to know him more. It was a beautiful thing. So we will be starting to announce dates for next year's retreat coming soon. We are nailing down the final details right now, and you can be on the lookout for that. And also coming in August, my book called Home, Finding Joy and Letting God Lead Your Homeschool, for any homeschoolers out there, that book is going to be released on Amazon in Spanish. It has been translated into Spanish, and if you know any Spanish-speaking homeschoolers, that will be available in August. I would encourage you to check that out, and we'll make an announcement when that's available. Also in August, on August the 25th, it's a Friday, from 10 o'clock till 3, I will be giving an a Homeschool Moms Day Out Workshop in Chester, New Jersey. You can find all of the information for that on simplylivingforhim.com. If you click on the top for the workshops, you'll find the, the event there. You can sign up through the Facebook event page. If you are not on Facebook, just email me at karen at simplylivingforhim.com and let me know that you are coming. And there is truly no cost. We are asking for donations, you know, to kind of offset the cost of the event, to be able to um, donate to the church who is allowing us to have the event, to be able to provide the refreshments. But if it is a burden for you to donate, you can still come. Please do not Uh, Let that stop you from coming. Just come and enjoy the event. It's going to be an event for homeschool moms focusing on spiritually preparing for our homeschool year. You know, you've got at that point, you have all your curriculum picked out, you have all your books lined up, and pencils are going to be sharpened. But where's your prayer life? Have you been praying over your homeschool? Are you letting God lead your homeschool? So, we're going to talk all about that stuff and we're going to spend time a little bit with other moms, uh, homeschooling moms, praying for our children and our homeschool. I'll also be giving a few of my homeschooling sessions to encourage you to keep your eyes on Jesus in your homeschool year. So you can find more information about that at Simply Living for Him. And I am 
also wanted to let you know if you're listening to the podcast on iTunes, please rate and review this podcast so that more people can um, be exposed to the messages that I have here at Simply Living for Him. And uh, I would encourage you also to comment on the blog and on the Facebook pages and over there on Instagram and let me know what you think and how you are living to keep your eyes fixed on Jesus. And until the next time, I wish you blessings and joy.